Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right, you're listening to Housing for the Age Action Group show here on Raise the Roof on 3CR 855 AM. My name's Shane and I'm here with Pam. Thanks very much for coming in today, Pam. You're very welcome, Shane. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to be here. How are you doing? Good, really good. Excellent, excellent. Um, so we've got some big news for listeners after 20 odd years on this station and I'm not sure how many years, but you know, a good number of them in this very time slot. Hag is moving, uh, not, not just to another time slot, but to twice as much news and information as you've been getting from us so far. Wow. So starting from the 13th of March, we're going to be coming to you from 5.30 till 6 uh, on the 2nd and 4th Wednesday of the month. Uh, March 13th, that's the big date, so don't forget to tune in then. Uh, we'll both be back in the studio with Fiona uh, and hearing from some of our, our members and clients about their experiences as older people dealing with the housing system in Victoria. I'm excited. Uh, exciting. <laughs> big things ahead. The landlord is coming. The landlord is coming. The Do you want more hag in your life? The Housing for the Aged Action Group show is changing time slot and will be coming to you twice a month from 5.30 to 6 o'clock on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month here on 3CR. That means twice as much news and information about older people's housing issues, including public housing, tenants' rights, housing activism, retirement villages and caravan parks, elder abuse and family violence, aged care, welfare rights, the cost of living, and housing issues for older people with disabilities from culturally diverse backgrounds, LGBTI elders, and other groups in the community. And we'll be hearing from the real experts on older people's housing, older, older people, people themselves. themselves. So tune in for The Hag Show, 5.30 to 6 on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month, starting March 13th, here on 3CR. Do the Perfect. Good. That's right. So we're going to hear an interview now with Deb McIntosh from the Voices of the Southside program and one of her graduates of that program, Moira. Um, and um, I just wanted to kind of introduce this by saying that there was a, a report that came out a, a week or two ago from the Northwest Housing Network that's called Crisis in Crisis. And it's about the problems in the Victorian crisis housing system, meaning the, the emergency short-term accommodation that's available to people who are homeless right now. Um, and they've interviewed a lot of people who've been through that system and they found out, um, I mean, I guess it wasn't exactly a secret, but they've confirmed that a lot of that accommodation is not very safe, uh, quite squalid, very poor quality, um, not suitable for the kinds of people who, who need it, uh, and also very expensive, like a massive amount of, of taxpayer money really is being channeled not into long-term, secure, affordable housing for people, but into the coffers of, of some pretty shady operators, oh, really. Oh, yeah, and I can, I can, uh, I can experience that. I've experienced that from my, um, my stepdaughter's point of view. Mm. Um, yeah, um, she was in a very, very shady 
um, accommodation and paying expensive, expensive rates. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to hear now from uh, Deb McIntosh and Moira, uh, and I'll just cut to that interview right now. So I'm here now with Deb McIntosh from the Voices of the Southside program and Moira, and we're going to hear from them about Voices of the Southside and what it's involved. So thanks very much, both of you, for coming in. Thanks, Shane. Um, So, Deb, I'll start with you. Um, Can you tell us a bit about Voices of the Southside? Like, what is it and what what do you do there? Yes, um, Voices of the Southside is a a program that is um, targeting marginalised, diverse community members in the city of Port Phillip and surrounding areas. Um, What it is, is um, it's been running for seven years Mm -hmm. and it's funded currently by Southport Uniting Church. Uh, We run, at the core of it, uh, we run a nine-week speaking out course Mm -hmm. which focuses on public speaking, communication um, styles and confidence building. People do um, the program for nine weeks, for two hours a, a day for one day a week mm-hmm. and we work with the community members to begin to resource them to become advocates for themselves. Okay, that sounds great. So like I said, we're going to hear from Moira a bit about her experiences but if you're interested in getting involved in the program, uh, we'll be back at, we'll come back to you soon with uh, contact information, uh, how you can get involved. So if you want to get your pen and paper ready, uh, that, that'll be coming up in a little while but don't don't run away from the radio because Moira's got a pretty amazing story to tell. So uh, thanks, Moira, for coming in. Thank you very much. Um, like, what 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 is kind of the background? Like, tell us about the story that led to you getting involved well, with Moss. My background, unfortunately, probably isn't that uh, similar to lots of other women. Mm-hmm. Um, I b- lived in a domestic violent situation. Uh, I was there for s- 17 years, actually, and... Tried to leave four times, and on the fourth time I did eventually go, but I had to move interstate to feel safe mm-hmm. and uh, leave my children behind, which mm-hmm. was really traumatic. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, then searching for housing or trying to find a place to live, it was no mean to, ta- you know, yeah. it was very, very hard. So I, um, some emergency housing that I lived in where it was. Uh, the, even the police took me there. It was to a domestic um, men's violence boarding house. Yeah. <laughs> and I was told to stay in my room and don't go in the lounge room and, you know, best to stay there because whatever. So I didn't really quite feel safe there either. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> no, um, and then I was asked to leave there actually because I, because I didn't realize, but I was having nightmares at night or sometimes I'd wake myself up, but I didn't know others would be bothered. But mm. Um, they could hear me yelling in the house. Right. And so I was told to leave. And actually just on the day, you have to leave that day. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't. they didn't offer me anywhere to go. Yeah. So you're back on the street trying to go find services with no money, <clears throat> no, no idea how the buses or routes or anything are. Yeah, so this was, and this was quite soon after you'd moved into state, right? So you probably didn't know your way around. No, and I didn't have anyone to fall back on Mm. or anyone to ask. And I I really didn't know that much about services at all. And this was what, about 15 years or so ago? Yeah, about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And and it took me quite a while. It took me, oh, I moved around to about five or six boarding houses and each of them, I was the only woman in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I didn't feel safe there, but eventually worked my way down to St. Kilda because at first I started off in the outer suburbs mm-hmm. and there are just no services out there. <clears throat> and 
So you work your way down towards St. Kilda where there is our service that's available mm-hmm. and you can connect or whatever. Yeah. And I, I did eventually get housing, but it was then couch surfing mm-hmm. um, and with people and men. <laughs> it's housing. <laughs> and I eventually ended up at uh, the Gatwick for eight, I stayed there 18 months and I loved it. It was the safest place I had stayed in forever. Honestly, it was much safer than my house at yeah. times. Uh, I mean, the most undoubtedly the most infamous rooming house in the state, but you know, many of the people who stay there do do have similar experiences. Yeah, very supportive. And when I did get housing, Rosie and Eddie offered me furniture from the place <laughs> and uh, they yeah. helped me move too. They were the women who ran it. Yes. Um, so, how how did you come to to find longer term housing? <laughs> well, it was through a uh, health program. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that Star Health was running at the time, mm-hmm. and it was in conjunction with um, Centerlink and uh, Legal Aid and whatever. And I got a caseworker, mm-hmm. and she eventually got me housing, an older person's housing, yeah. and which is great. I really love it. It's for 55 and older. Mm-hmm. It's very quiet, pretty yeah. much quiet. Yeah, we do have people that do do drugs there too sometimes <laughs> yeah. still young at heart for some people or <laughs> habits are hard to uh, break yeah <coughs> oh, <coughs> sorry yeah. no that's all right but um, I, that, I had counseling. Housing. Yeah, that was public housing. It's mm-hmm. great. I live on the 11th floor of a 12-story building. Oh. I have great views. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the fireworks New Year's Eve in the lawn from the laundry room. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I um so from there I also got counseling services, so mm. uh, some therapy, and I was trying to work on myself, but I didn't know what to do. I was very isolated. Yeah. I didn't know anyone. I was wary of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find a lot of po- the older people in my building are actually weird, and there there's a lot of uh, non English speaking people as well. Yeah. With uh, the older people are Russian descent, so they're very wary of mm. some people, but um. Yeah, so he asked me to, uh, I asked him what can I do because I was only going to counseling to calls and home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on suicide watch as well because mm-hmm. I was scared about, I knew that I, I was in a great place. Mm-hmm. And they, um, the counselor gave me, told me to go and about Voices of the South Side, Voss. Mm-hmm. And I've, I haven't looked back since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what was it like going to your first meeting of Voices of the South Side? Well, that was a that was an adventure itself because I had isolated myself so much that um, I had to call my counselor uh, two or three times. I know at least two times about getting there. We made a plan how to get there, and I still well, was petrified about going mm-hmm. to Port Melbourne from Paran. Yeah, and uh, but I got there and. What was really interesting is that um, Deb McIntosh and Robin Checkman are the mentors of program managers of Voices Southside. And I went in, and I had been a bit stressed because I also had a legal problem at the time and at the interview, and I, they helped me sort that out mm-hmm. right there. And that was just the interview to get in to be included. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> and so what, like, what was involved in the program? What were you doing? Oh, we do so many things. It's a really empowering program. I know Deb will talk about some of the things that we do, but what I found for myself was that uh, I gained so much confidence. We we initially start off um, with the group, and we have uh, 
we do two speeches. Mm -hmm. And in my course, we did. Well, I did one when I was in the Army. That's another traumatic experience that yeah. filtered on to the domestic violence. But anyway, about being in the Army. Another one uh, that it's better to have a, uh, dogs are better than cats, just for fun. And you have to speak in front. Oh, now, don't give me that face. Are no, you a, it's are just you so a cat obvious. It's, who would need to argue that? Who would <laughs> argue? Dogs, clearly, we're tackling the real issues now. At hand. Yeah. The, um, oh, that's, that sounds great. But it was getting up in front of a group of people, mm. and we at graduation spoke in front of about 40 people. And mm. before, I was always in the background. People mm. didn't even know my my first name. People called me Mrs. Blankety Blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. uh, they, they didn't remember my name. So I was always in the background with mm -hmm. them before. So now I felt very empowered. And, and it's such a great group of people, all, all people, not uh, with everyone with issues, social, including, wanting to do something better. And it's very supportive. Mm -hmm. And we do some fun things and, and um, empowering Things and, I, and the network afterwards, amazing. I know we can talk about some of that with Deb, but I, Deb and they're very supportive, and it was nice to get a community. I started to have a feeling of community that I yeah. didn't have. Well, that's great. So, I mean, it sounds like things have, have worked out pretty well for you. It seems like you're in a pretty good place now. Uh, well, I've been with the program, I think I graduated three years ago, mm -hmm. and... Um, I just, I love it. I, I can honestly, I never thought I would know what the word happy meant, mm. but I can say I'm happy and I know what it means. I, it's amazing. I, my kids have, I've reconnected with family, mm -hmm. my children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. um, they've, they've told me that I'm inspiring and mm. that they're proud of me. I never thought that that would happen. What, what I find is that all the things that I'm doing now is in the networking that, that I've learned to advocate not only for myself but for others. Just yeah, that's great. That, and I've joined a theater group. We do choir through Voss. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the social part that I have now. Yeah. And I, it's, I have spread my wings so far. But even after graduating, yeah, I have that sense of community mm -hmm. still there and there are people that I know from back then it's still involved with Rob and Deb and they're still they're still friends mm -hmm. and they're like I now I feel quite equal not that they didn't make me feel equal but it was this you know the the, the sometimes the power but right now I just feel totally equal mm -hmm. and I can go back home and I see my ex and everything and I'm just so powerful <laughs> I, f I feel like I'm like 10 feet taller than him. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> but the programs, I've um, gone on to do lots of volunteer work as well. Uh -huh. And um, actually got, have, through doing things through Voss and um, the Homeless Memorial and everything as well, I've gotten some Pennington Awards that are coming oh. up. So volunteer awards. Mm. Um, we, uh, I started to go back to school. A lot of the people there... We still connect with, and a lot of people have called back to school, but I think Deb's going to talk about that. Oh. Well, we'll go back to Deb in just a sec, but you just mentioned the Homeless Memorial. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit about that? <clears throat> the Homeless Memorial has been going on for 18 years, and it was started, it's um, recognizing um, people that are homeless and that have passed away. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a really moving um, <clears throat> memorial. It's in the first day of winter solstice, which is in June. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken there. And what you do, there's lots of services. It's You can um, you go have a free meal and this and that. But you hear um, people speak. Uh, it's a place where a lot of people that are still homeless mm-hmm. come and remember others. You can light a candle. And they catch up with friends mm-hmm. and a lot of workers. And it's uh, it's it's a nice way to remember um, that there's still a lot of work to do and mm-hmm. the people that have passed. And I, I, I go, I've sang the choir and spoken because <clears throat> I feel very lucky mm-hmm. that I'm not a, a candle like yeah. Elton John, the candle in the wind there. But, yeah, you like candles. So I just feel very lucky that I got really with with some of the infrastructure you really need the infrastructure mm-hmm. to get into housing because once you're in housing you still need to move on from that mm-hmm. it's a social part of being in the community yeah um and that's what i found through the voss program yeah so you need that roof over your head but it's not just about the the bricks and mortar yeah yeah and you want to be nobody wants to sit there and be sad <laughs> no they don't really that's right all right. Um, well, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. You're that welcome. was really moving and I hope uh, hope helpful for other listeners. Um, going back to Deb now, I mean, how does it make you feel hearing Moira share such an amazing story? Oh, look, um, it's an inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of um, being part of Voices of the South Side is watching people really take um, a first step and I, I see them when they're feeling really anxious and then I see them begin to grow and gain confidence and uh, and at not only gain confidence, become advocates for their own communities. Mm-hmm. And so we work with quite marginalised Indigenous, gay and lesbian, homeless, uh, family violence, mental health. Um, mm-hmm. and, and at the core of it is the speaking out course, but what we also have is we listen to community members and find out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So we run creative writing groups, we run playwrights, we've got a choir happening, we've just done um, a five-week arts therapy, we're mm. working in partnership with the Men's Shed and we had a session, a five-week session last year at South Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, where 10 of our community members were able to uh, go to the Men's Shed, build, um, we, we built um, boards and uh, we paid for them to be able to continue for the whole year mm-hmm. and some of them have gone on to be members. We, we also run a social enterprise and so we teach people social research mm-hmm. and our community members um, are, are paid to go out and do research and other organisations pay for our community members to do that. Um, we, uh, we have a, a mentor in each of the speaking out course, mm-hmm. so a graduate who has actually gone through the course and they get paid to participate and learn new skills and facilitation as well. That's great. Mm. So um, if our listeners are interested, like, wh- what do they need to be eligible for the program and how can they get involved? Uh, I guess uh, we're, we're looking for people who are wanting to actually make a change in their life who are wanting to engage in community and also engage in the positive aspects and strength-based aspects of the community. Mm-hmm. So we, we're based at Port Melbourne Neighbourhood Centre mm-hmm. in the city of Port Phillip, but we do take other pe- other people from surrounding areas. Okay. Um, and we're looking for um, people f- 
35 and up Mm -hmm. who are really wanting to become leaders in the community or are wanting to begin to be less isolated and begin Mm -hmm. to look for other people who are like-minded to um, build community as well. Okay. Um, and is there a contact number or how would they... Certainly, through Port Melbourne Neighbourhood Centre yep. or through Robin Sechman, which is 0417-127-376. So you can, if, if that's a little bit confusing, you can Google Port Melbourne Neighbourhood Centre or we also, Voices of the South Side, have a, um, a Facebook page mm-hmm. and you can look that up and, and check that out as well. Great. And we'll put up that information in the show notes on the 3CR website as well. Yeah. It's really amazing because I have learned so much and um, broadened myself through theatre, creative mm-hmm. writing. Um, the the Men's Shed uh, boards, they were Christmas presents for my children and <laughs> they were a sight. <laughs> <laughs> I gave back what they gave me in high school, but mine were better, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Um, And do you know if there are other similar programs in other parts of the state? Uh, I'm not aware that there is. Um, Our program's been running uh, for seven years, and it Mm -hmm. started off as the Social Inclusion um, Project through the City of Port Phillip, Uh and it's been morphed into different... um, different names depending on where we've got funding and and we've gone to different places as we've got uh, other funding sources yeah Yeah. right well it definitely seems like something that should be rolled out more broadly and Mm. i would like to see that you know all across the state for people who need it um thanks so much for talking to us today uh we're going to hear some messages now and I'll, i'll let you go so thanks again thank you very much Rumination, 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program, featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Ruby Susan Mountford. My pronouns are they. You're listening to 3CR Radical Radio, and that was Binde with Stella, Rosie, and Claudia on. Hello, I'm Liz Wright. Welcome to Are You Looking at Me and International Day for People with Disability. Today on the show, we meet Trish Maloney and Frank Orbenji, who are some of the elders. Did you miss our 12-hour special broadcast for International Day of People with a Disability? Radical Disabled programmers discuss the NDIS, Aboriginal rights, creativity, youth access, financial security, parenting, LGBTIQ, intersections and so much more. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash disability day 2018 and listen back anytime. Um, so listeners, this is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show on 3CR. Thanks for listening. Uh, Shane and Pam with you in the studio. Um, we're almost out of time after hearing from Deb and Moira, um, some great stories. So it's time to give out our contact information. So uh, if, you are, if you're a listener who's an older person yourself and have a housing issue that you'd like some advice about, 
whether that's uh, facing homelessness, uh, struggling in private rental, uh, dealing with a, a retirement village that's uh, a bit recalcitrant, mm-hmm. um, please give us a call and we'll, we'll talk about what we can do. So yeah. our number is 9654-7389. Um, I'll say that again in a sec if you just want to get your pens and paper ready. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on all kinds of social media. Uh, you can find our website at oldertenants.org.au. Um, we also have a range of policy activities. So if it's not that you have a, an issue yourself in particular, but that you want to get involved in improving conditions for older people, uh, and again, whether that's in private rental, retirement villages, the crisis housing system, public housing, social inclusion, whatever it is, yep. uh, please give us a call. You can become a member, get involved. Again, 9654-7389. And if you're a pensioner, membership is free. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a bargain. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this live, then we have our annual general meeting tomorrow afternoon, sorry, tomorrow morning uh, from 11 at Ross House. Um, give us a call if you'd like to pop down or, you know, it's probably too late to RSVP, so just come along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, there'll be a, a light lunch provided. The um, We're almost out of time, but let's just remind you again, if you tune in this time next month, you will not hear HAG in this time slot. I'm sure there'll no. be an amazing program for you to listen to. <laughs> I can't tell you quite what that will be, but as of March 13th, we'll be coming to you on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Uh, so starting March 13, you'll be hearing from me, Pam, and Fiona from HAG, uh, some of our members and some of our clients about their experiences. Um, so it's an exciting time for us, and we look forward to bringing you news twice a month uh, instead of trying to cram everything into a single half-hour episode every month. That'll be great. Um, sorry, go on. Don't forget to give us a call if you need because they're really helpful in the office, I can tell you that for sure. Well, we, we do our best. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we finish up? No, up? no, just um, just um, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. That's, that's it for me as well. All right. Uh, we'll leave you with, uh, what about a bit of Tina Turner? Um, wow. Nobody can complain about this one. Nope. This is Proud Mary, and we'll see you, uh, talk to you next month. Great. Good. You know, every now and then, Think you might like to hear something from us? Nice and easy. There's just one thing. You see, 